episode 197. Hi, welcome to my mum's show. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Husher and I'm the host of the show and I'm so happy that you're here joining me today. If you are a new listener, then I want to wish you a massive welcome. I'm really glad that you found us and I think you'll find that this is just the most incredible community filled with the most amazing women. So brace yourself for feeling inspired and motivated and encouraged and part of a a really special community. And if you are a regular, welcome back. Okay, Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to thank everybody who has written in to me and has left a review on iTunes. It means so much to me. Today's shout out, and it's such a nice one, is from Pippi Loves the Sea in Great Britain. And she wrote, amazing. I love these podcasts so much. They are life-changing and the most supportive gems. Julia is fabulous. I've been listening for nearly three years and she feels like a friend who chatters to me in my kitchen every evening and understands everything there is to know. She's human, funny, honest, and keeps it more real than real. She is a warrior for all the single mamas and I love her. I... Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wish I knew your name so that I could thank you a little bit more personally, but that means the world to me. And when I read it, I got quite teary. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And thank you. And that's that's what I want to be. You know, I want to be here as your support person, as your partner in figuring all of this out and as someone to inspire you and motivate you and connect with other single moms and to really see how amazing you really are. Thank you for the review. Pippi loves to see and thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Okay, it's a bit of a fill-in episode this week, I suppose. It's a solo episode and um, I just kind of wanted to touch base with you guys and talk about a few little tips about looking after your future self. So let's get into it. Okay, first of all, I have to apologize. My daughter is upstairs and she's turning the bath on and off. She wants to have a foot bath, which is fine, (laughs) but I can hear the water. So hopefully when I edit this, I can edit most of that sound out. But if not, I am very sorry about that. I'm sure given everything that's going on, you can understand. Okay, I've got to be honest with you. I'm struggling. Like this uh, homeschooling situation is, um, yeah, I'm kind of at the end of my tether. I'm kind of at breaking point, but I'm also recording this on a particularly, uh, shall we say, very challenging day. So, you know, I have my days where... I think I was saying recently, last week, maybe or the week before, where I'm like, oh my God, I'm killing this. And then the next day I'm like, seriously, I'm dying. <laughs> it's, a, it's a roller coaster, this. And um, oh boy, I, I guess our day started off when I went into the bedroom and I discovered that my daughter had cut the back of my pillowcase slip, which I actually discovered it last night. And then I was like, okay, this does not look like I've like, done this this looks very cut you know like it's too clean (laughs) I feel like a detective (laughs) but anyway I did question her about it this morning and yeah she told me that she did it in a moment of anger when we were homeschooling and I think that particular day had been very very challenging 
And then that night she had wanted me to read her a story. And when we were sort of about to start reading, uh, she just gave me so much attitude and she was really rude to me. And I said to her, and I remember this night, I said to her, you know what, I'm not going to read you a story tonight because I don't like your behavior and I don't like your attitude and you're not being very kind to me. And that was that. But I I went downstairs and she was screaming and, you know, carrying on. And Anyway, so it was that night and um, I was very disappointed, I've got to say. But, you know, we had a chat and um, we had a chat today about how we deal with anger and I'm not always the best at it either, you know, and I feel bad because I'm supposed to be her role model and sometimes I lose my temper too. I'm not always the calmest parent, I've got to say. Like, I feel like I can keep my cool for a long time and then like, I just snap, you know, if I'm saying, no, no, don't do that. Or no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. And I've said it 25 times. And then suddenly I'm just like, I'm done. I can't take it. Don't ask me anymore. You know, (laughs) I kind of lose my temper. So today I guess I'm kind of having a bit of the mum guilt because I, I feel bad and I knew that she was really struggling with homeschooling and it's been tough. You know, I, I understand it's so, it's tough on so many kids and my daughter hates homeschooling. She, or H-words homeschooling, as she would say, because we don't really use that word in our house. It's a very strong word, and I shouldn't have said it either. But yeah, she H-words homeschooling, and I don't like it either. You know, she tells me I'm a terrible teacher, (laughs) and she's not one to sort of sit there and just do the work. You know, I thought that she might be a bit more independent, and I hear at school she is, but at home, she is not a very independent learner and it's very challenging. Every single item on the list is a shit fight to get done. And oh my God, last week we had a week off. But anyway, she's she's not liking homeschooling. She's missing her friends. She's missing school and she's stressed. I'm stressed. It's all just, you know, you know, you do know. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, last week I was like, you know what, we're going to have a week off homeschooling and I felt so much better. But then this week we're back into it, but we're kind of doing the bare minimum. Like we are not doing any of the fluff. We are not doing like building a bridge. We are not doing like make a sculpture of this or let's look at weather patterns, go outside and find this, play this game with your mum. We're not doing all that stuff. I said to her last night, I'm recording this on Monday. I was like, you can do the bare minimum. I want you to do the the maths page in your book, the handwriting page, your spelling words, and then reading eggs and mathletics, which are like apps for uh, reading and for maths. And that's what we did today. And I thought it went great, you know, but no, it's just turned into a shit fight again. And um, yeah, (laughs) I'm kind of over it. So yeah, you know, people keep messaging me and they're like, I sent my daughter back or my son back or my kids because I couldn't handle it anymore. And I don't blame you one bit. I really don't. I completely understand. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to do. But at the moment, it's day by day. And I know that I'm not the only one who is very, very excited about life just going back to normal. And when school goes back, I will be very relieved. <laughs> It's hard, you know, because the last couple of weekends I've really tried to spend just a lot of quality time with my daughter because I don't know if you find this, but a lot of people, I guess, from the outside say, oh, it's just the two of you, so you must have a lot of quality time together. But we kind of don't because there's only me running everything and I'm working and I'm I'm trying to do quite a lot of different things and I'm trying to teach and homeschool. 
I'm trying to parent and it's just there's so much stuff going on and then there's all the house stuff you know whenever you go into the kitchen oh I've got to do this and this and this and there's always stuff to do and we don't actually often sit down together and spend like a chunk of time together so the last few weekends I've really tried to do that you know it's been minimal work when she's been awake anyway and just quality time so it was really disappointing to kind of have a day like today after what I thought was a really lovely weekend so it's a shame but anyway tomorrow's a new day and um you know it's bedtime in two hours anyway so after I record this I'm gonna cook dinner and yeah then it's like time for me to I don't know drink some vodka and just have a bath I need to relax anyway I wanted to kind of talk about looking after your future self today a little bit because it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately because I've had a lot of messages on social media and via email about people just feeling frazzled about everything and I totally understand. So I just wanted to give you a few little tips today, I guess, on how to hopefully ease it a little bit. And yes, this will help for now, but this will also help you in your normal daily life. So A few little tips on looking after your future self because we really do need to look after our future selves. And I've also got some exciting news to share, which is also about looking after my own future self, which I will share with you after I share these quick tips with you. Okay, so something that I always say to people is when you go to bed, look after your tomorrow self. So it's very handy to have everything organized. And that's like, you know, having your clothes laid out. I always lay out my daughter's school uniform. If it's normal school, putting my own clothes out. If I'm going to the gym in the morning, which is obviously not currently going on, but normally if I'm going to the gym, I would put my gym clothes out. And if I'm going somewhere straight after the gym, I would pack my backpack with everything that I need. And my daughter's just pulled the plug out. which means I have about five minutes to to wrap this up before all hell breaks loose again, potentially. So let's see how we go. It's making sure that the bags are ready. It's making sure that my daughter's school bag is ready and she's got everything in there that she needs. And that's a team effort. You know, I'm trying to teach her that she needs to be in charge of that too. It's making sure lunches are ready. I sit down and look at my schedule for the week which I'll go into in a minute and I make sure that I've got everything prepped for the next day that I need to do and that I've done everything on my list or everything that I you know can do sometimes I cross things off and I just roll them onto the next day because you don't want to feel stressed out either if you can't get everything done so that's kind of how I like to look after my future tomorrow self every weekend I sit down, it takes me about an hour, so it is a little bit of chunk of time, but it saves me so much time during the week. So what I do is I call it my weekly planning session. So the first thing I'll do is my meal planning. I enjoy meal planning and, you know, I I follow Sam Wood's 28 program. This is not an ad. (laughs) That's just what I do and I love it. And I sit down and it's funny because actually people have been asking me lately, what do I use for meal planning? And I'm like, well, you know, it's a paid app, but that's what I use and I enjoy it because you can pick out the rest. It pretty much just delivers a weekly meal for you anyway. And then if you want to swap meals, you can. So that's often what I do. I try to cook in bulk. So rather than having fresh meals every single day, I will cook, say, three serves of a dinner so that we can have two serves, like obviously for my daughter and I at night. And then the next day I can have a serve for lunch. And my daughter will have like, she's really into wraps at the moment. So she'll have like a cheese and salad and avocado wrap or something like that. But that's kind of what I really like to do or even cooking a dinner 
and making double so that that's enough for two nights or even like one dinner the following week if I can freeze it. So I'm all about sort of minimizing time and maximizing efficiency to make life easier for us. When my daughter was a toddler and I was working in the city full time, I was very organized about this kind of thing because it just made life flow a lot better. So I would often make my dinner after she had gone to bed for the next day so that then when I came home the next day, I didn't have to cook when she was awake because I felt like we didn't have that much time to spend together. So I could sit down and eat the dinner that I had cooked the night before, but hadn't eaten and give her her dinner. And then we've sat down, we've had dinner together. And then when she's in bed, then I've cooked for the next night again, if that makes sense. So I liked that because it meant that I could have more time with my daughter. Anyway, so meal planning, very important. The thing about meal planning is that it saves you time every week because you're not thinking about stuff you need to buy every day. You've got your shopping list for the whole week. You get it done in one hit and then that's it. You don't have to think about it every single day. I remember again when my daughter was a toddler and often I was working in the city and sometimes if I hadn't meal planned, I found it really stressful because I'd have to run into Woolies or Coles before or after I had picked her up, which is like, you know, we're looking at around 6pm and then think about what I was going to eat. And what happens as well is you end up spending more money because every time you go to the shops, you're like, oh, I'll just get this. So I'll just get that. And if you have kids my daughter's age, it's I want this and I want that. And you just get kind of convinced to buy stuff that you don't actually need. So I like to just do the whole weekly plan in one hit. And then I only have to do one shop. In addition, it takes away the time thinking about what am I going to have for dinner tonight? And this is something that consumes us. Like, I'm not even kidding. If we don't meal plan, we can spend so much time just sitting there thinking, what are we going to make for dinner tonight? What are we going to have for dinner tonight? And it's this constant decision making process that you have to do. And then often there's negative thoughts associated with that. Like, oh, I'm sick of cooking dinner. Why do I have to cook dinner every single night? I don't want to cook dinner. And that's not healthy. So I think sit down, do it all in one go, then it's done. And you don't have to think about it every single day. I'm telling you, it is really, it is a life-changing difference that you can make in your life that is going to make it more efficient and it's going to make you happier because it takes away all that thinking and negative thoughts that go along with it. Now, the other thing I do every weekend after I've done my weekly meal plan is I sit down and I do a weekly schedule. And I really enjoy this part of planning because I'm a planner but I sit down I've got a uh, a diary sort of an A4 a week to a double page kind of thing and I sit down and I just first of all I go through my phone and I transfer everything into my paper calendar that's in my phone so things like this might be events that I've been invited to and I've been sent calendar invites it'll be things like meetings that have been scheduled It'll be podcast interviews or anything that's automated into my calendar. And I'll pop that into my, my paper, cal- paper calendar. Then I'll schedule in each day. I pretty much write what I'm going to do every day. So for instance, this morning, I had a sleep in. So I'm usually up at five, but this morning I was up at 7.30. And that's because I just wanted a bit of extra sleep and I didn't have to get up for anything really today. So I wrote 7.30 to 9.30 and 
I can't tell you what I was actually doing then because I'm working on a little secret project, but I'll tell you all about it in probably about four weeks. Anyway, so I did that. And then I had written down an hour and a half off for a walk and playground and something else, which I'm going to share with you at the end, uh, which actually didn't end up happening because of what happened with the cutting incident. And so instead, we did the thing that I'm about to tell you at the end, and we did our food shopping for the week, which I was going to do tomorrow. Then I'd written down 11 to 1 podcast recording and edit. Now, this is probably a really bad example because today was a bit of a shit show because of everything that happened. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this that's just kind of, okay, Let me maybe I'll do tomorrow. So tomorrow, I've got 7 to 10 a.m. I'm doing my engineering work. Then I'm going to go for a walk. So I've scheduled that in for tomorrow. Instead, we're going to go for a walk and then I'm going to have a bit of a break. Then I'm going to work on my secret project again from one o'clock until 5.30. And then I'm going to cook dinner. And then at night, I've got a group FaceTime call with two of my best friends. So this is my kind of process of how I write things out. So write it out. It just helps you to make sure you've get everything on there that you need to do. I also put my workouts in if I'm doing workouts. At the moment, I've got like a knee injury, so I'm not really doing that much exercise. I'm doing three walks a week. That's just this week. Last week I did two. So I'm just sort of doing that. You put in your self-care as well. So I've got my Friday night bath, you know, and that's what I'm doing. Tonight I'm also having a bath and I've also got to um, listen to a webinar. I've got that booked in. So I schedule all these things in. The important part when you're looking after your future self is to schedule in the self-care. That's a really important part, whether that's relaxation, whether that's reading, whether that's exercise, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's hanging out with your kids, all that kind of fun stuff has got to go in the schedule as well. But it just makes life so much easier. And then every night I just kind of tweak it a little bit because my day might have changed a little bit or I might have had to take things out or added something in. So I just tweak it. So that's how I do that. The other little tip that I want to give you is to just do little things when you see them. I heard on a podcast once, and I think it was Gretchen Rubens, Happy or Happier or something. I used to love that podcast. I haven't actually listened to it in years, but I picked up this tip from it and I just thought this is gold. And what it was, was if you can see a job that needs to be done, that's going to take less than one minute, just do it right then and there. So for example, if I'm in the kitchen and I'm making my daughter's lunch and I can see that I've got about five bowls that need to go in the dishwasher. Okay, I wouldn't have five bowls because <laughs> there's only two of us. But let's say, you know, two glasses and two bowls and a plate or something. And they were just sitting in the sink and I hadn't put them in the dishwasher yet. Then I know that's going to take me less than a, minute, than a minute. So I would quickly just put them in the dishwasher and it's done. It's doing these little things so that when you look at it and it's like, oh, I've got to do this and you just kind of ignore it. That's not looking after your future self. So looking after your future self is taking these little steps and going, okay, well, that's just going to take me one minute. So I'm just going to quickly do it now and that's done. So that's kind of my little tip on that. Now, before I finish off, so this is a kind of a short episode today because, you know, there's a lot going on at the moment. So I apologize. But what I did want to share, which is something that I'm doing to look after my future self, and it's kind of special and I'm not talking about it on Instagram or any social media really, because it's just, I feel like it's something that I just can't kind of talk about adequately like I can on here. I've always seen my podcast as a bit of a, like a, 
a personal diary as well. And I really like sharing personal aspects of my life with you on here. And as you know, many of you know, that I have been sort of thinking about getting a sperm donor and having a baby, you know, on my own with a sperm donor because I do want more children and that is no secret. And because of my recent breakup and I did, I thought he was the one. I thought I was going to spend my life with him. I thought we were going to have children together. And now that that's not happening, I I do have to think about what I'm going to do. And whilst I have also recently started dating, um, well, no, I can't say that I've started dating, but I've started dabbling in online dating. And I do intend to have a few little video dates just to get myself out there and, you know, have some fun. And even though I'm still healing from everything that happened, I feel like a little distraction is not going to do anyone any harm. As long as I'm upfront about it, we kind of want people to be upfront with what they want and what they're willing to give people. And just like we expect that from, from men or women, we've got to do the same, you know? So whilst I intend on being completely upfront about probably not being ready right now to dive into a relationship there's nothing wrong with just like having a little online video date that's my opinion of it and I'm excited but anyway who knows what's going to happen with that however this child factor is something that I do need to think about and I've been just I don't know a bit on the fence you know I I keep talking about it with my friends literally every time we speak because the next step for me at this point is to put myself on the sperm donor wait list because currently in New South Wales, there is an eight to nine month wait for sperm if you're doing an IUI. So if you're doing IVF, I believe it's a little bit different, but if you're doing IUI, which means they basically are just inserting the sperm into you, however, you still do a lot of the hormones and the pre kind of IVF procedural stuff. It's a different process. And the wait list for that sperm is eight to nine months. And as I was saying, I kind of every time I talk to my friends, I'm just like, oh, I just need to talk this through because I just, I don't know what to do. I've just been numbing and ahhing and I just decided recently to just go for it. Just go for it. So I thought I'm going to put myself on the list and there's an eight to nine month wait list anyway. So that gives me eight to nine months to really just be so sure by the time I get to the front of the list who knows, maybe I'll be in another relationship or maybe I'll be like, yes, I've never felt more right about something, you know, or maybe I'll say to them, I don't know, I need to just put this on hold for six months. And look, I mean, at this point, (laughs) I'm struggling with one. Who knows how I'm going to feel in nine months time? I don't know. But then again, I do think this is like exceptional circumstances. Who knows? But either way, I think I'm looking after my future self because I'm giving myself that option when the time comes in nine months to go, yes, I'm ready. Let's get the sperm in me. Let's go. I don't know. It's probably a really gross way of putting it. But yeah, anyway, that's me looking after my future self in a pretty big way. So today was actually really special because my daughter and I, we went to the IVF clinic and we filled out the paperwork to get on the wait list. Well, I already had the paperwork actually, but I filled it out at home this morning 
and we went in and we we dropped we dropped it off so we sat down and we we signed it everything else that I had to sign I paid it's 150 dollars if anyone's curious to get yourself on that wait list and then we we left and it was great it was really exciting you know and my daughter and I we got some photos of ourselves out the front and we were like maybe one day you know this is something that we can show the baby that's going to join our family this is the day that we went in and dropped those forms off like this kind of made it more real so it was very exciting and we were both very happy so that was a real positive thing that came out of today that is definitely something that I'm going to be writing in my gratitude journal tonight because days like today when you're like oh it's hard it's hard to find (laughs) three things to be grateful for that's a huge thing you know and I've got to focus on that so I think it's a bit of a lesson I guess we can all focus on the positive and (laughs) there are some shitty things happening right now and there's some shitty feelings and I've been feeling like not a very good parent lately but I'm doing my best and every day I'm just getting up and I'm just trying my best again and that's all we can really do and if you're beating yourself up for being you think you're a bad parent or you feel like a bad parent or you're trying to manage a thousand and one things at the same time just keep doing what you're doing know that you're not alone Every day is a new day. Every day is an opportunity to wake up and go, okay, today I'm going to try again. Today I might try something different. Today I'm going to look at this from a new angle, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I, I hope for all our sake that this is over very, very soon. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. I'm going to start making dinner now. Uh, I just thank you for being here. It's really special. I've been reading some of the, the reviews lately and my brother messaged me today and he was like, your podcast is on the Apple podcast homepage, which is a really big deal. So that was super exciting. There you go. That's another thing I'm going to write in my gratitude journal tonight. I'm going to write about that and about how grateful I am for for you listening and for this incredible, incredible community. And when I share with you what I'm going to share with you in four weeks, you're going to be blown away because this community just got so much more incredible. Until then, you'll have to wait. But in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can send me an email to julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And you can also connect with me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Single Mother Survival Guide. If you haven't yet left a review, I'd be so grateful if you could leave one. Leaving a review makes the podcast easier for new single mums to find and encourages them to listen when they go to the podcast and they see the reviews and they see all these amazing, you know, lovely words. They're like, oh, I want to listen to that. And hopefully by listening, it'll make a difference in their life just as it has hopefully made in yours. So if you have enjoyed it, I would absolutely love for you to rate it in iTunes or whichever app you're listening on. And even writing a review would be just incredible. If you want to check out some of the other podcast episodes or read the blog, just go to the Single Mother Survival Guide website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And you can see all of that. And also on the homepage of my website is a link to join the Single Mother Survival Guide support forum, which is a Facebook group for us all to connect with each other. Thank you so much for listening. I think if there's one piece of advice I guess I could share with you that I'm really hanging on to is just if you're struggling, 
think about the things that you're grateful for. There's always going to be something, always going to be something, whether it's the sunshine, whether it's fresh air, whether it's being cozy at home in the rain, having a roof over your head, having a phone to communicate and connect with other people. Whatever it is, there's always going to be something. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening, depending on where you are and when you're listening. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with you again next week. Okay, bye for now.